Oh no. I I didn't record a damn thing. Hello there and welcome to the PS Nonplus podcast where we talk about the offerings on PlayStation Plus every month and chew the cut as friends. Uh, I'm your birthday boy host, Chris Dorman, and joining me as always is my very dear friend, Kirk Martin. Happy birthday, Chris. And Kirk, thank you so much from my, the only co-host that I will ever have on this podcast. Always and forever. Well, now hold a sec. Hold on a second. There seems to be one more host underneath the tree over there. Wait, why is there another face in our video? I don't like this. <laughs> it I seems that we've been we've been joined from all the way in the Pacific Northwest by by Chris Hendrickson. Our, Pacific, well, hey our Pacific Northwest correspondent, Chris Hendrickson. Yeah, coming to us from the <laughs> rain and and clouds to report on video games. How are you, Chris? I'm I'm fantastic. Unlike the weather, I'm not nonplussed about everything. And uh, I'm glad to be here. Thank you guys for inviting me. Uh, you'll fit it right in then, buddy. It's yeah, good to have absolutely. you. So let's just get right into it, shall we? Uh, February games, PlayStation Plus. Let's start with Control Ultimate Edition, which was developed by Remedy uh, and is from 2019. A pretty consensus game of the year pick in 2019 for a lot of people so uh kirk why don't you uh, start us off there uh what's great about that consensus pick for game of the year for 2019 is like i would the so i i got to play the ps5 version it came with a free upgrade for uh control and the ps5 version i would totally say that's easily a game of the year in 2019 um, when I started playing on the PS4, I, I don't know too much, but uh, we can get into that later. Um, like I said, uh, I did a stream with Hendu, and we we played through the PS5 upgrade of Control, and it was great. Uh, it's really awesome to be at 60 frames per second. There was options for ray tracing, uh, I, which is fine. It looked pretty, but I think 60 frames looks a lot better and plays a whole hell of a lot better. Um it was a little bit annoying to not be able to transfer my save from PlayStation 4, but honestly, game's great, so it ended up being fine anyways. Uh, one of the coolest things about this game, I think, is the atmosphere. This is uh, a game that controls a game that easily could be like spooky or scary, and I'm not into those types of games, but it doesn't do that, uh, really. All it, it does, it just makes you uneasy uncomfortable the whole time did you guys kind of get that vibe from yeah playing absolutely absolutely mm -hmm. it's 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 like oppressive to me when i i had forgotten because i'd started playing this game a few months back um and then got distracted by something else so when i booted it up now i had forgotten just how from the jump it is so oppressive in there with the uh the mumbling and the muttering that you hear in the background and if you just like idle for a while it just seems to get louder and more clear and you just like come back to it and it's just like awful. It always feels like something is around the corner in this game mm -hmm. and that's great. Something uh, is trying to get inside your head all the time. It's, all the it's time terrifying. or something already inside of your head. Yeah, it's just it's <laughs> it's really impressive audio design uh, on their part. When it comes down to it, though, uh, Control is, uh, I would say, a 3D Metroidvania. So it's an action adventure game, uh, third person shooter. Uh, you're getting at it. It's a highly aggressive game, I think, uh, from a combat standpoint. If you stand still, you are going to end up dead. Uh, and it's what's great about the game is it, it plays super, super well, super tight in that PS5 version. Um, and It kind of feels like Remedy went back to their roots because they started with Max Payne, right? So that was so tight on the guns, mm, right? True. You're flying through the Absolutely. air. But also, it was, I was thinking about it. It's so creepy. It was creepy as hell. Do you remember, like what the drugged up guys would say they'd be like the flesh of fallen angels it was it was some hardcore uh, stuff to to go through as a kid oh, <laughs> yeah. like, oh, oh this is back now uh, i was i was uh i was just in it for the what the hell did they call the uh the dodge mode in that game yeah the bullet time what was that jumps. called does anybody remember 
Uh, no, because the only bullet time game that I, that I remember is what John Woo's was it Stranglehold the Stranglehold John Woo one where you're yeah. the as sequel, Tequila the sequel to uh, Hard Boiled yeah <laughs> you're playing as Inspector Tequila oh fuck damn it <laughs> I'm gonna go check PlayStation now for that right now <laughs> uh, but yeah the combat's great um, one of my downfalls of the game is the checkpointing system kind of really sucks um and I, I i would argue that is actually my only downfall of the game it is a metroidvania not my favorite uh genre of game but i i hate like not knowing where i'm going <laughs> and i felt like a lot of times in control i didn't uh know where i was going um and the like level design was so confusing in that way too it, absolutely it, it feels natural saying. to explore but it's so confusing to remember where you were or how to get back to that place that you thought you saw mm-hmm. before and i mean that that is part of the setting though because i mean you're in the, the oldest mm-hmm. house is you know constantly changing and moving uh and it's got you know just that horrible design um so i guess that kind of fits into it but i think this game would be like two or three hours shorter if i was able to consistently know where i was like moving to or trying to get to next at least i would um, almost argue that, that that's fine too because the game the game is a, a good length. It's not too long, not too short. Like right. you can put in as much time as you want into it. I could see myself losing another twenty hours to that game, but when it came down to it, it only took twenty to beat, fifteen, twenty hours. To if beat. that, yeah, it was it was uh, really short, and I really kind of mainlined it because I wanted to finish it for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but going back afterwards um, and playing the side missions, like going and finding all of the like loose. Uh, items that uh your your buddy that you were talking to in the stream what's his name the uh the containment oh, guy i love him fuck i think i have it written down here i know but uh the ones that he sent you after the uh items that he sent you after like a little scavenger hunt mm-hmm. for all of them i was enjoying that um side mission but yeah mm-hmm. there's there's a lot that you can do but you can really just like mainline it um and Wait. as far as combat goes uh Early on, I was trying to, like, move around a lot, of course, but, like, find hidey holes because, you know, I was no. terrified of the no. uh, flying guys. <laughs> and it worked for the most part, but really? it felt really good by the end of the game because I focused a lot on uh, the seize power. So it mm-hmm. felt really good at the end of the game, just like, all right, well, I'm going to take over, like, two or three of your minds, and, and then I'm just going to fly around and annihilate the rest That's of your so friends. That's so interesting. We all took very different approaches to it. Yeah, we did. Because I, uh, I was throwing. I was uh, telekinesis all up in this bitch. Like, <laughs> I, when I learned, when I figured out that I couldn't hide behind cover and shoot people, I was like, "Well, I'm just gonna go get in it." And I would just throw things in front of me, throw things around me, and just use the uh, rocket launcher or the, the standard issue service weapon and and pop off heads, man. And then what what did you do, Henry? What were you telling me to do in the street? Yeah. So like, cause I actually hit a wall towards the end of the game where I could not get past until I figured out the strategy. So I, I had to go back, level up, and. Um, build into the, the the skill tree where you grab a bunch of debris and use it as a shield mm-hmm. and then you can dash into people so you can oh. you're staying safe but you're also you're defensive but you're also offensive at the same time and that's i needed that especially for those uh the flying guys that would throw things at you like multiple of those guys i just could not handle until i did that and then it's like oh this is easy just fly up to them dash into their faces and that it's over now um if you have enough yeah, energy, so you can frustrated. just dodge, <laughs> throw, 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 throw. You'll hit them eventually. They can only dodge so many times. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I loved the idea of, you know, I have two of those guys coming at me. I'm going to turn one of them to my side yeah. and see what happens. Good shit. I like that. that mm-hmm. And that, that's, a, that's a credit to the Especially game. Especially the heavies. Three people came at the game so differently. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so, I didn't think it was too difficult to platinum either. I I played this game and platinumed it in the two weeks that i uh trialed ps now um so i came back to this and i what basically finished everything in both expansions <laughs> what an absolute oh, degenerate <laughs> i wish i knew more so we could dive into the expansions because that i mean that alan wake one brings Yo, into this this connected remedy trap. universe that's what happening trap, like, you, you asshole. that is just unbelievable <laughs> that, oh and also yes the stream was delightful to watch because Getting Kirk to do something spooky is always fun. One of these days we'll get Alien Isolation on Plus. One of these days. Oh, it's going to be awful. It's going to be absolutely awful. There is some neat, really neat stuff I want to talk about with this game real quick. Um, And I think Mm -hmm. I like to try and find uh, 
themes to the PlayStation uh, Plus offerings. I think uh, this month's theme was kind of like an a PG 80s movie, uh, kids movie kind of theme where the kids are like going on some weird adventure and some spooky shit happens uh, because there's a lot of that going on in Control and it is it is messed up. And I it was one of those things I was telling my wife, I was like, man, I really wish that you could you could be able to play this game, but I just know she wouldn't be able to, to stick with it because they're one of her favorite movies. is the Goonies and there's some Goonies ass shit. Uh, when you're looking at the old, um, the logs and stuff like that about, um, what was it called? It was ordinary. Um, ordinary. Yes. And that stuff was so cool. It was like, I, I like want to see that as like a little, like uh, one season show of like the kids in ordinary fucking with an object of power and then going to strange like Cthulhu ass worlds and fucking up <laughs> our world. You know what I mean? Yeah. Until one of them turns into a dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then didn't he get then he didn't he get turned even more into like a mud dog or something yeah, like that like, like a turd uh, dog I forget that poor kid's oh, name man. but uh, yeah it went pretty bad for him but but I, I thought that was very neat and uh, threshold kids the the puppet show. threshold kids <laughs> this is the most fucked up thing Haunting. I've ever seen and I, did you find the log that talked about it? it's like yeah I had some I did some work with puppets before I could totally throw something together for oh the my kids God. it's it's a nightmare. <laughs> I can't believe they have so many degenerate, moronic people working at that bureau. <laughs> There's an even more terrifying one in in the Foundation expansion too. It's just it just gets worse. What and how about the the theme music, guys? Let's talk about the maze for a second. Oh, oh yeah, that's the other like really cool highlight of the game, Ashtray Maze. I was not expecting that whatsoever. <laughs> no, that was out of left field. Yeah, so uh, I guess we can just get into it. <laughs> That spoilers w- bing 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 that was like one of the first places like i i think you mentioned it earlier chris that you're kind of like walking on eggshells like oh chris fucking christ this is gonna be terrible this whole place is gonna burn uh, down Dorman, i think you were talking about earlier like you kind of feel like you're walking on eggshells a lot of that game and like trying to just find your niche and figure out how it works uh when i got to ashtray maze and maybe they bumped the difficulty down i don't know but all of a sudden i realized oh wait i'm a god now and just started like flying around and fucking shit up and i was like okay (laughs) this is it yeah i the music in this game is just unbelievable like and a lot of it is like made for the game which is just awesome to me um yeah Yeah, the the ashtray maze is like the peak of that Mm mm-hmm they have in. I just love that there's in-game lore about the band that made the song in the game, and they there's even if you reverse the lyrics of the song at certain go. parts, it, it, there's like reversed lyrics in in the AWE expansion. That's actually hints for a, a cheat area. Like how how incredible is that? What ga- what games do that anymore? So obnoxious. I mean, and that's and that's another th- great thing. That's I. The great thing about this game is that you can you get out of this game what you put into it like obviously chris or mm-hmm. hendy you got a lot more out of this game like you know a lot more is going on and but i did a lot less and i still like absolutely love that experience and and really love the game um i mean so and there's I'll, even the toggles for like making yourself invincible or everything be a one-shot kill too so you can play the, up or down any direction and we talked about difficulty. this before like having accessibility modes is always mm-hmm always great um and i i guess with that like that game's control is definitely a plus for me it was it was quite a treat even though yeah, i just no bought question. it and it's very special on playstation 5 yeah and i mean even i know you you're not sure how you would do on a base ps4 frame rate dips be damned i had a lot of fun with it i would love to have played it in a smoother mm-hmm. experience but it was yeah it's a definite plus for me as well yeah it goes without saying for me as well plus now oh your first plus so cute. oh yeah look at that <laughs> uh so this this triple plus game did not uh come without its share of controversy uh control was put on playstation plus this past month after being on sale basically all of uh december during the holiday sale for what twenty dollars for the ultimate edition was oh it? yeah i saw twenty dollars control and i was like yep picking yeah. that up uh so yeah a lot of people were in the same boat as you and a lot of people were pretty upset trying to get a refund from sony for that and you know what's funny about it is i specifically had purchased it because it was the ultimate edition and i knew it could be upgraded for playstation 5 
If it was just Control, maybe I wouldn't have bought it, but I probably still would have because I was looking for an excuse to get this game. And I think a lot of people did the same thing. They were like, oh, shit, free upgrade for, you know, I don't have Control yet. I can get it for PS5 when I get my PS5 or when the, the patch is ready for PS5. And uh, 20 bucks, I might as well get it. And then you get it on Plus anyway. <laughs> yeah, a month later. Um yeah, I can see, because I had bought it months and months ago, and that was just, like, the base edition. Uh, so it was cool to get the Ultimate Edition upgrade. But other than that, it's yeah, I, I paid for it already. But I guess it just doesn't sting as much, because it was so long ago that I paid for it. That's true. Um, but I, it did rile up. Uh, we did get a, a fun conversation uh, on our Discord about it. I have a couple notes here. Uh, Panda King and Rocky, they... They kind of they suggested that plus is a gamble. Uh, they both kind of agreed on that point, and um, they understand that uh, they understand Sony's side. And in the end, they are a business trying to make money. They, and honestly, they are giving us good deals. They gave us a great deal on Control Ultimate Edition. It just for me, it just kind of like stings a little because they come back around and, and you know it's a free game of service that I pay for. Um, Rocky also bring up, brings up a point that I always bring up, that uh, Plus games are a bonus to the PlayStation Plus service. They are not um, why you have the service. Uh, it, it is to have access to basically the PlayStation Network, being able to play with your friends and have other network features in games. Uh, Bucky T had some interesting thoughts when talking about refunds. Thought that maybe there should be a 30-day policy uh, where maybe you could, even if you download the game, if you weren't satisfied with the product or something, be able to return it and get a refund. Or if it shows up on Plus um, within that 30 days, or I guess the next month, get a refund for that. And I think Steam does something along these lines. Um, but yeah, they do, they do that as well as a total hours played. It's yeah, it was based on hours, right? Hendu, it's based on hours played. Yeah, I think so. I think it's over... Oh, I don't know what they, they picked as the number. Um, I know from venturing into the VR game world, though, and being like, oh, this is terrible. I'm returning this. <laughs> I bet there's a lot of that in the VR world. A lot of, yeah. lot of shovelware. A um, little Wild West in a few years ago. And mm-hmm. finally, Lum Lum Bully actually did the work of the people and tried to get a refund from, refund from Sony. Um, but as per Sony's refund policy, since he downloaded the game, he was not able to refund it. Which brings up another question for me, and I don't want to get too far away from this topic, but like, who who purchases a game on PlayStation Network and then doesn't download it right away? Like, I mean, yeah. But okay, but that's besides the point. But uh, what do you guys think? I want to know what you think. Um, should there I, be some sort of pot, like some sort of plus protection from Sony? Or no, no. I mean, we're gonna see it later this month. Yet, you know back-to-back months where I downloaded a game, I bought and downloaded a game months ago, and, hey, I didn't play it. I'm forced to now because of the blood contract I signed, and the enforcing demons and dementors would come and kill me if I didn't, but... Just torture your soul, Chris, please. Aside, yeah, I, I, my soul would be sent to braze and tortured until the next desolation. Um, <laughs> yeah, it... it, 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 it I don't know. I, there's always going to, no matter what their policy was, even if they do that 30 day policy that Bucky recommends, there's always going to be people who come to them, you know, hat, hat in hand saying, Money, please. I did a thing and you did the thing that I didn't like. So I want my $20 back for the free game you gave me. Like, just get over it, guys. You, 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 that's capitalism. That's politics, bitch. Baby. What about you, Hendu? I mean, if you look at it from a a free games model standpoint and you have all the you have various platforms giving away free games with Xbox, the Games Pass and Nintendo, you have the the NES and SNES free games that they have given out. Um, PS Plus offers quite a lot, I think, for um, for 60 bucks, especially for us, like, you know, how much we are on a PlayStation versus any other console. They, uh, I think I heard a quote for going into PS5, they want to be like the Netflix of games. So it seems like a decent way to keep you in. It's not, it's not so a la carte, like always available games here. You know, here's our, our massive list of games. You can just download any of them. Um, you have to, it it gives you incentive to stick with them. So Mm -hmm. I, I get that. It makes sense to me. Um, it's different. It's just a different strategy. Um, I don't really 
I'm an adult also who has money, so I don't yep. have any problems with it. I guess too. I, I, and I, I agree with you. I agree with you there. Once again, I, I always harp on. I think it was from episode one that your your PlayStation Plus membership is not for PlayStation Plus games. That is a bonus to the service, a- and you get what you get. Does it sting sometimes? Totally, but we're we're fucking adults. <laughs> yeah, that's life. And hey, it's it's absolutely your right to go and cry like a little tiny little baby with your little <laughs> tiny baby dick out to Cerny begging for scraps. The teenager listening to this who can't go to a GameStop right now because of a fucking pandemic to trade in his game is just crying. GameStop is open. You can go. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. But you can if you have to. If you All really right. wanted it, you would get coronavirus. Um... <laughs> So, enough about control and enough about little babies. Let's talk about a game for little babies. Concrete Genie, uh, developed by Pixel Opus? Pixel Opus. Pixel Opus. I like Pixel Opus. I think it's Mr. Holland's Holland's Pixel Opus. It is. It is Pixel Opus. Again from 2019. Um, Hendrickson, Hendu, why don't you get us started here? Well, um... So Pixel, I'm going to start actually with the company of Pixel Opus real quick because nobody's basically heard of them, right? This isn't this isn't like Remedy or any of Sony's major studios uh, that you've heard of before. Um, so and I actually had to look up the name too because I was like, what is this name? An Opus being like an artistic work, mm-hmm. especially on a large scale. So that makes sense. Like, okay, you've made a game about art, um, and your name is Pixel Opus. They they were actually built from get this. There were developers at Carnegie Mellon um, University, just student developers, uh, and back in 2012, um, they were given dev kits from the developers of Journey, and oh, that I team liked their rapid prototyping. See that there? Yeah, so that team kind of got this. They sort of poached those students from that school. They hired nine students. Six of them were from Carnegie Mellon to form Pixel Opus. Hmm. Um, and that was back then. I, um, they did. Uh, I, oh, I didn't write down actually the name of the game. Entangled was it? Tang- yeah. Um, uh, yeah, you're right. That was a PlayStation Plus game like when the PlayStation Four uh, first launched. Uh, Entang- Entwined. Entwined. Oh, Thank okay. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so this this studio Pixel Opus was rolled up into Sony's Worldwide Studios, which includes Insomniac and Guerrilla Games and Naughty Dog and Sucker Punch. Which, by the way. Um, for me, my commonality between these two games is that they're both like Infamous. Like, if you broke Infamous into two <laughs> games, you get a game about art and you get a game about powers. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been playing Infamous lately, so you, you I know, saw the that. motion control. Well, there's there's and, definitely uh, some some climbing in there, and the, and I. It's funny when you said Journey, it took me to the uh, the paint skating. I was like, ah, that's why that mm-hmm. felt somewhat familiar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like in the desert, skating around the desert. Mm-hmm. Um, even like that neon effect from from the latest yeah. infamous is similar to the visual effect in this game too. So like I could, I could see the kind of commonalities there with that. Um, and it explains the indie feel of the game too, right? Cause it's, it's a, a smaller sort of mm-hmm. studio that was built up from students. Um, but yeah, so the game uses unreal engine and it looked like it, it used tilt brush assets, but I think they probably just remade their own version of tilt brush. I don't know. Um, I just like the way it looks. Brush is like a, a VR painting game, um, but yeah, it's. I think it looks great. Um, I like the the whole uh, stop motion. Yeah, it sort was of like look of the of the uh, cutscenes too, mm-hmm. like James and the Giant Peach kind of. Yeah, it, it fits that you know. Yeah. This is like a eight to twelve year old demographic that it's really going for. Um, this isn't made for us as sweaty neck beard adults. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> Quit looking um, at my beer. I knew we shouldn't have gone video, Chris. This is this is the kind of <laughs> shit we have to hear. <laughs> I can hear your beard. <laughs> um, but actually, my my initial impressions of the game, I was like, as as soon as you're trying to paint in that book with the motion controls, I'm like, oh no, this game is gonna suck. <laughs> um, but as as you went on, you were kind of going through the t- tutorial level at the lighthouse there i was like i like the visual flow of how they're they're bringing me in okay i I can get on board with this the stop motion um it kind of felt like life is strange a little bit at first too Mm -hmm. 
I was like, okay, these kids are like on an adventure and there's some supernatural things about to happen. Um, and once I st- got the main mechanics by the end of that first part, I was like, okay, cool. I can play this when, you know, my kids are around and enjoy the storytelling and the creative controls. And it's like a chill. It's the opposite of what I would do. I, I play like Sekiro and, and Hollow Knight and, and really hard games all the time. So this is like, this is the foil to that. It's an easy game. You can't, I tried to like die and kill myself and see what were the biggest setbacks you could do. And it's just like, oh, you, you fell off the map. Let's just pull you back to where you were two but, seconds later. Yeah, I get that. But once again, this game isn't trying to be uh, like a hardcore game. It's trying to tell a story, yeah. which I think it does. I think it does really well. And I, the art style and the flow of the game, like really, really kind of worked for me. And it was, it was pretty nice. Yeah. I, I enjoy it for what it, for the things that mm-hmm. it's not in that way. Like it's not technically demanding. It's not you're going around the map trying to find all the things. It's not go you go can, go though. fighting. You can go you, around and you the can't. Map there, there are some extra things to go back for. But how it's not ter- how so terrified were encompassing. both of you when uh, you get the switch in the middle of the game and all of a sudden there's combat in your your nice little adventure. <sighs> painting game <laughs> that's when you were saying chris when you were painting in the book and you're like oh no this is going to be trash that's like when i was like oh no <laughs> this is going to be trash but i think i think it, it it came around and once again it what it wanted to do it successfully accomplished despite how simple it may be i think it did a really great job i guess like the first part the first half of the game is a puzzle game for the most part and the second half of the game is like kind of a little bit of an mm-hmm. action adventure Two yeah. thirds and one third is it two thirds? I yeah I I was yeah. that's just a it's just a natural like split in my brain. So yeah, I guess two thirds puzzle game at the front end, and then the backside's an actiony game. Not even an action adventure action game, platformer. Yeah, maybe action platformer because there's not too much adventuring going on. But, I think the genies looked cool. They were neat. They were some <laughs> funky dudes, man. Yeah, the, uh, you had some pretty cool cool looking guys in there. Uh, yeah, I I just I mean. I'm not going to be able to bring much. This I didn't like it. I didn't like the motion controls. I may have just been bad at them, but I just I it, it didn't hook me. Uh, and the the quirky animation wasn't enough to to bring me. And I mean, again, this is usually my shit. Like I can usually get into any small game like this that has a fun art style. But I, I my kingdom for a PlayStation Move controller. I think it would have made my life infinitely better. Trying Did to play the, that uh, game. Story do anything for you? Like you know all the children with. All the bullies having like yeah, rough every, backgrounds man, and stuff uh, like that, and kids are having getting, our PG, having I, our PG eighties movie, eighties kids movie <laughs> come back together to defeat the supernatural weird shit with a with a fucking rake and a trash can. Yeah, I I can go rewatch Stranger Things. Like I don't need to try and struggle through the motion controls for mm-hmm. five hours to do that. Um, I, and again, that is a kind of story that I would like to see, um, but. I don't know. I have I have better ways of getting that story into my eyes uh, than trying to sit here and go. Well, I hope there's nothing in the way that's making this hard. Maybe I'm just bad at things. Maybe I have to doubt myself as a gamer, Kirk. <laughs> maybe you should, Chris. Maybe you should. Maybe I should. Maybe 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 my parents were first cousins who also sucked at motion controllers. <laughs> uh. Uh, I, know, I, I liked the theme of the game as it mm-hmm. as it unraveled. I liked the, that the art and the creative imagination triumphs over the bullying and aggressiveness, which mm-hmm. I feel like is kind of a message that is timely in America right now. Uh, not yeah. to get uh, too far down that road, but I really like the one quote. He's like he sees when he like sees the bullying happening um, at home for the for the one kid with the parents, and he sees like he says, "I get why they are mean now." Doesn't mean I'm okay with it though. Yeah, or it doesn't mean that that's okay. Absolutely, and and I, I mean, then you have like the turn at that two thirds mark where I get oh spoilers for Concrete Genie. It's a five hour game at best. Go play it. Uh, <laughs> where they're like, you don't have to help us. Why would you help us? And he's just like, it's the right thing to do. Like he's not happy about helping the people who have been torturing him for years, but he's gonna do it because it's the right thing to do. And I that really spoke to me, and I like that. Totally nice message. And, uh, do you remember that the, the... The taming mechanic towards the end yeah. too, like you have to tame I, I, the I thought that came that brought that actually made me enjoy the combat was the taming, the taming mini game. Mm-hmm. I really like that. And you love the frozone skating around. Yeah, great. <laughs> you got a frozone, baby. Get me my super suit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
so yeah, I just <laughs> no. Go ahead, Hendo. Just, just some just some closing thoughts. Um, I just liked that this game was actually like the strictest definitions of the game is art argument. Like it's it is painting gamified. It is the act of painting and turned into a game. Um, and you don't need to like do art right or get good. Mm. You can just kind of do whatever. You can you can enjoy the flow a bit if you drop into that kind of a, a mind mm. space. A, com, a com, uh, not a competitive but a creative mindset. Then you're like, oh, I'm just kind of painting and having and having fun, um, which might contribute to why like dorms. I also didn't feel like playing this game. I didn't I didn't get the the hook the the dopamine necessarily. Uh, it felt like homework or like medicine. It's sort of it's what I needed. It's not what I wanted. Yeah, and I I liked the 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 creativity or like the openness of the painting. Like you can paint whatever the heck you want that's in your little selection there uh, to get past certain areas. But again, yeah, it's just it. it uh, I like the idea of this game. I did not like playing this game. You got to default those butterflies, baby. I, I was doing a lot of space stuff. I like the Aurora. I was a big fan of the Aurora. Aurora was pretty great. Yeah. And the stars. Yeah. Butterflies and moons here. Let's go. <laughs> Man, we are just we are just very different kinds of gamers. Uh, so the <laughs> listeners weren't big on this one either. I, we didn't get a lot of feedback on Concrete Genie that I that I saw. Um, but it sounds like we're wrapping up here. So what did you guys think? Uh, let's start with Hendu. Plus or nonplussed? I I was very back and forth, you know, between my my feelings and my mind and my heart and my adrenaline and what parts of me wanted what. But I feel like in the end, I have to go with plus. I'm glad that this is part of the catalog. I'm glad that it's here. I'm glad that it's not over 10 hours long. <laughs> it's something to play and enjoy and move on from. Kirk, what about you? Uh, I would plus it too. It was, it was a nice little... Uh little something to have uh next to control and uh a, you know against control it, it works you know what i mean it's a five-hour game like hendy was saying it does what it needs to do it conveys what it wants to convey and and i really enjoyed the package so it was good plus yeah i think it's a worthwhile addition to as you said the catalog um it's nice to have on there just to have a tiny little game that you know you may or may not like uh it just definitively wasn't for me so i'm gonna have to say nonplussed uh, which brings us to our PlayStation 5 game for the month and our new segment called the Kirk Martin Spotlight on on future games. So tell us about Destruction All-Stars. Oh. So uh, I think right now I only have one playstation 5 game that i've i've truly enjoyed that has been like a playstation 5 exclusive on plus right now and that was man eater um and i thought this one had a chance uh but alas it looked like it right from like the trailers and so, stuff so yeah it so awesome talking destruction all stars it was developed by lucid games uh these are the guys who brought us need for speed payback uh and it was published by sony because you know you got to get some games on your fancy new console um, this tried to like mash up like a character action game with a destruction derby. So uh, I would say it's, you know, Overwatch. I think I always say that when I say character action games. So think Overwatch mixed with, I guess, Heavy Metal. It was not Heavy Metal. What the fuck? What the fuck was that? Heavy Rain, game? obviously. <laughs> what the Twisted hell is Metal. It? Jason! Twisted Metal. Is Twisted Metal already a character action car game, basically, for the most yeah. part? Yeah, I guess Twisted so. Metal is just... Battle cars, yeah. Yeah. Um, on the surface, this game looks fucking awesome. Uh, and it looks great on PlayStation 5. Like, the colors are bright and beautiful. Tons of particle effects. Uh, the music is exciting. The announcers are exciting. Uh, but then you get into the game. Then you start playing the game. And I, I remember I was there with you the first night, Hendu, that I... I was it Hendu? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I was I, there with you. I fired up the game. And there is no music in the arena. <laughs> There is no announcer in the arena. Like, if I smash into a car, I want somebody to yell, whoa, or something like that. You know what I mean? And But there there was none of that. And when it just gets down to the driving of the game, the driving of the cars in the game, it, it feels terrible. The the cars, they, they break down quickly. Um, there's cooldowns on your smash abilities, which 
it makes sense, I guess, but it, you know, I, for me, it just wasn't fun. And I kept coming back to this game because I didn't want to do the thing where like, oh, first taste, this sucks. I'm out of here forever. I think I came back to it another four or five times. I, I've probably put, I've, I've put a few hours into the game and it just, uh, it never felt good and it was nothing about like characters the characters are sweet i think i think it's fun the the ideas behind the abilities seem great but it just uh it felt horrible to play it felt really really bad for me to play uh once again maybe it's just my it's just me uh i went online to try and try and see what other people were saying about the game and there's a lot of people who seem to really enjoy it and have fun with it but it it just wasn't there for me. Uh, one interesting thing is I thought the character movement and action outside of the cars was very neat and very well done. It was awesome watching your little your little guy run across the screen doing flips and hopping onto other platforms and stuff like that. And that's not something I expected from this developer. And that would be something I'd be interested in seeing them pursue in the future probably. I don't know what kind of game, but the movement of those characters felt really, really cool. And I'd like to see that more of that. Um, did you guys have any questions about Destruction All Stars, or from what you saw or what you heard about this game that I could? I I don't know. I I just kind on? of I just kind of hope that they stick with it. You know, like maybe they take this this two months on plus uh, as a way to get some feedback on it. Because I don't remember there being any sort of beta for this. Uh, so. I don't know, like maybe they can use this to get feedback and make some tweaks and changes to the game. Because I have, I mean, the, the the response that I've seen online has just been overwhelmingly middling to yeah bad for this. Uh, so, And that might also be the problem is that it is it is middling. Like, I think if I had mm-hmm. if I had a full grip of friends to play this with, we'd probably fuck around with it for a month. Yeah, you know what I mean? Fun. And we'd have fun, you know. But I mean the that's not there, like and it's like meh. I don't know. It's probably fine, but not alone. <laughs> sure. Yeah. What about but, you, Hendu? Anything? I don't know. It seemed like maybe the learning curve was up a little bit for exactly how to play well in you know competitively. I think they could have done something though. Added another mode. Added like a, a different other varieties of modes. Um, yeah, outside of just battling in an arena, even maybe, I mean, there were the, there, this wall running platformy thing that you know, could have been they, interesting. But there were there were multiple there. modes to the games, but they just weren't the 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 one I found most interesting is you you like kind of collect points and then you got to bank them in the center, uh, and you get points for hitting cars and um, destroying cars and things of that nature. And but you actually have to get out of your vehicle and use your character to pick up the points and then get back in the vehicle and then go go cash them in. And that was actually the most fun I had and the most interesting game mode I thought. I think it was called like it was like Carnado or something like that. Uh but you know without like coordination with it with your team or anything like that, it just felt really like all over the place. Yeah, chaotic. Mm-hmm. But uh, for me, PlayStation or Destruction—I almost said PlayStation All Stars. Fucking Christ, uh, <laughs> Destruction All Stars is going to be a big old nonplus for me. It just—it doesn't doesn't do anything for for me. I once again, once you guys get your hands on some PlayStation Fives, I'd love to for you guys to come back and check out some of these games and let me know what you guys think about them. I'm pretty sure it's PlayStation's Five, like Attorneys General. Ah, sorry. <laughs> uh all right so that's the games uh for this past month for february uh let's uh let's wait Chris. Uh, hold on a second i think i have something for you Uh uh-oh i think i got some news oh my god kirk's got news 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 uh this month uh we had a state of play from why did I put January? That's horrible. We had a state of play from uh, place from Sony uh, on February 25th, and we were going to do a special episode on that, uh, talk about what was uh, showed there. Uh, a lot of PlayStation 5 stuff, a lot of PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 stuff, and um, see kind of what direction they're heading into and what their plans are for 2021. Um, I don't even want to spoil how I feel about that this yet, so we'll talk about that. Uh, 
look forward to seeing that in a week or two. Bonus um, content. Last year, Sony had their play at home initiative where we got Uncharted, the Uncharted collection. And they're going to do it again this year. They're going to release four games uh, for free, and you don't need to be a PlayStation Plus member. Uh, those games, the first game that they announced for is going to be Ratchet and Clank for PS4, which is a really, really excellent game. And uh, so I look forward to that. It'll be fun for everybody to get a hold of that, and I'm interested to see what other games they come out with. I, I assume they'll, they'll be Sony games, so we might see some interesting things coming out of that. Um, I, wasn't I think Ratchet and Clank was uh, a, plus a PS Plus yeah. two years ago. Yeah, yeah. I think it was what? yeah two years ago or last year. I think I'm pretty sure. Was it really? Yeah, I thought I bought it. Mm-hmm. Damn. Okay. Well, it's well you can get it without having a plus subscription now. Yeah, just which is nice. Um, hmm. Hopefully, for our sakes, they they. I mean, I'm fine either way. Free games is free games, but I would like to see something that wasn't a plus offering. May or you know maybe they'll bring something that I failed to download in the past. That would be nice. <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited to see what what they're gonna what they're going to put out there. Yeah. And, and it's just, it's just a, in these trying times, it's just a nice, <laughs> it's a nice offering and uh, stay your ass at home <laughs> Yeah, for now. I'm looking forward to this summer. Hopefully maybe talk about it later. Last bit I have uh, physical E3 is canceled this year, according to the LA convention and tourism development commission. Surprise, uh... surprise. Um, apparently they're still working on licenses for 2022 and 2023, but I want to get your guys' opinion do we need a physical e3 like as an outside observer i don't see the need for it and i kind of like these tight presentations these tight one hour two hour videos that the big publishers and developers are putting out but how are you going to get activations from your booth babes (laughs) if you don't have a physical e3 Um, i'm sorry the question was for hendu not for dorman okay do you care about a physical e3 I mean, I'm I'm very biased of, of against E3 and what it's become and the commercial spirit that dominates it and how just the experience of being there isn't as Maybe fun we're anymore. Talking about even video games, self-reported. <laughs> the most... It's just a, it's just a hype and a day of ad space consuming physical space and it's garbage. I think I agree with that's keep putting it online, open it up to everybody. It's the age of the internet. That's video games. Make baby. it. It's video games. It's all money. <laughs> highest growing grossing entertainment field right now right gotta love it yeah but i uh, mean yeah i and i think there is space for that just blatant uh show of commercialism because you know if you want that hardcore insider business devy kind of thing that's what gdc exists for mm-hmm. you know um and mm-hmm. e3 really has right. become more you know, spectacle more more sizzle than steak in my opinion but my, i think there's a space a space for that i think they should just turn i think they should can have their backdoor meetings that they need to have with uh press and whatnot and just really focus on the online presentation of it because i as as a as a gamer i always look forward to e3 it's like kind of like gamer christmas for me i we always get hyped the week before and i you know i spend all day like with my phone having youtube just running just watching e3 and but once again that's the way i interact with it so why do we need a physical place to do this you know because how are you going to get the weird (laughs) stuff that always happens like keanu reeves coming out and talking about cd project red like that's i feel real bad weird shit like that is awesome yeah i don't know I, I, i don't love it like i'm not i'm not like a huge supporter of it but I'm okay with it existing in the world. Like, it yeah, me... I want it to exist on online. All <laughs> mine's fine. And I and I, for my immediate purposes, Nintendo and Sony both have been doing their own thing the past couple of years anyway. It's so true. I mean, I'm already going to be getting that stuff. So whoever's left, I, I want to see Todd get out there and try and sell me Fallout again. I <laughs> they do... haven't made a good Fallout game in two <laughs> Fallouts. I do always get hyphy on Ubisoft. I always tell myself like I need to get myself away from Ubisoft because I feel like they're just the abusive, uh, <laughs> they're just the abusive person in the relationship. I don't know, but I always go back to them. I think they actually might be one of my favorite developers. I found myself playing fucking The Division 2 for multiple oh, hours God. this week. I do miss, I miss Aisha Tyler. Being, Aisha Tyler's Going great. out there and, and, and cussing and... and <laughs> Throwing out swears. Saying all sorts of dope shit. 
Uh, and those, and like when they would bring out a Tom Clancy game, they always, Ubisoft always has, you know, that video essentially of gameplay with four people pretending that they're oh real league gamers talking oh about God. their strategy. And there isn't a single thing about a boner being said in the entire presentation. <laughs> so unrealistic. <laughs> yeah, so unrealistic. It's... Uh, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I do always look forward to E3, uh, but I, I'm always there online. So, okay, cool. Thanks, guys. That's all I have. Yeah, but uh, look forward to that that little bonus Jonas episode on the State of Play, uh, hopefully coming in the next week or two. All right, so that brings us to look forward to March 2021. Uh, It is a big month for PlayStation Plus. Uh, Four games on offering. Let's start it off. Uh, Hendrickson, what's our first game? First game for this month is Final Fantasy VII Remake. I was very surprised that this was dropped days after being told that owners of the PS4 version will get a PS5 update. I thought, okay, this is you know this is bait to try to sell this game some more. It hasn't even been out for a year, and whoa, they're just dropping this for free. This is Pan- wild. Panda King in our Discord said, "I heard it's Final Fantasy VII." remake and i thought he was fucking insane yeah that is so <laughs> and, then next, and then the next day there it is funny thing about the um playstation 5 upgrade though this version can't be upgraded for yeah. playstation 5 ah uh, okay yeah so but i mean the game is already gorgeous so i don't really give a shit <laughs> yeah like you've already you've upgraded final fantasy to last generation from from what <laughs> four generations ago like i don't yeah i don't brick i don't need to go up to ps5 i don't need ray i don't need ray tracing on cloud or sephiroth maybe just a little bit on sephiroth i you know what i would like to see some sephiroth reflections some real-time reflections um yeah so that is just wild that uh, that we're getting this game i really would never have suspected final fantasy 7 caught me completely off guard yeah I don't even know. This might even break precedent of like a Sony game that's been out for less than a year that they just gave away for free. I kind of want to want to dig and and see if they've ever done that before. Didn't we? We had one recently, didn't we? Or no? Am I crazy? You might be crazy. Uh, we should definitely look it up right now. Though. Here's my number, Chris. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, next game. Next game, uh, is. This month's uh, nominee for game Chris bought uh, several months ago and never played. It is Remnant from the Ashes. Bad title. Uh, Developed by Gunfire Games, uh, who are responsible for Darksiders 2 and 3. So Kirk is here for it. Uh, It's it's an action RPG third-person shooter. It's been described as having a lot of uh, Souls elements with guns. So you're looking at Dark Souls with guns, which that's my favorite. Man, it's been a while since I've heard mm. that descriptor. Remember Skyrim with guns for what was it? Far Cry. Oh shit! For, for yeah, Fallout. <laughs> I think they did it for Far Cry Three. They called it that. Um, no, Fallout Three was Skyrim with guns, wasn't it? Well, of course it is. Oh, no, that was Oblivion with guns. Yeah. Oh god, that game is old. How about Fallout with guns? Uh, yeah. So I'm really excited for this. There's lots of co-op action. Yep. Uh, there's some cool procedural generation that goes on with yeah, it. Yeah, like, like, like kind of like a Diablo 3. Like, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't even know what bosses are going to be at the end of the level. Exactly, yeah. Like, you can mix up... It mixes up the levels in the order that you get them with the bosses that you fight at the end. It's really weird, and I'm really looking forward to getting I'm, into it. I'm really stoked on this. I feel bad for Final Fantasy VII and every other game on this list. <laughs> might be one of those months <laughs> uh yeah so um next we have farpoint which is uh psvr exclusive so uh sorry folks you're not going to be getting much from us on this but just a little rundown it's published by sony interactive entertainment uh it's from 2017 it's virtual reality first person shooter set on a hostile alien planet and that sounds cool but they just announced that they're doing an upgrade for the PSVR for PS5. So I'm not going out and getting a VR headset that I would want to replace in a year or so. What do you guys think? Do you guys think you're ever going to get on that PSVR train? Uh, I'm not. My my The space I have set up for games as of right now, no. I'd probably be more interested in like a Quest 
something that's quick and easy and doesn't have to be plugged into a box necessarily. You got that Facebook account? Yeah, yeah. you know, that's that's kind of the reason why I might actually get into VR on PS5 is I don't like some of those practices um, and how they've handled things with developers. I I think I do want to actually get away from Oculus from and get onto the, Octopus. the PlayStation route. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. This is why we brought you Hendu. Look at look at these differing points and opinions. I like it. This is good. Uh, so Kirk, as our PS5 representative, tell us about your uh, future game for this month. So in the future, I will be playing Maquette. Uh, it's actually a new release. It's being released March second, twenty twenty one, along with every other PlayStation Plus game. Uh, the developer is Graceful Decay. Uh, I didn't really see anything noteworthy by them or anything that to relay to you. Um, this appears to be a puzzle game uh, in which you manipulate a little diorama, which will then change what's going around, going around, going on in your world around you to solve puzzles. And uh, I think it's been noted on this podcast that I am not a great puzzler. So, yeah. We'll, do, we'll definitely stream this one so you guys can once again see how much of a moron I am. And uh, that'll be fun. I'm very much looking forward to that one stream we do of Maquette this month. Uh, I, I, Me too, actually. It'll be, it'll I, be a I like this kind of games. I like... Uh, do you guys remember way back... I think this might have been... a. I don't know if it was PS Plus. It might have just been before there was PS Plus. Echo Chrome. Do you remember that game? Yeah. Echo Chrome was an early PlayStation Plus game, actually. Like, that might have been... That's PS3... Uh, PlayStation Plus, I think. Or was that Vita PlayStation Plus? It might have been Vita. Yeah, it might have been on Vita. I think they might have had a cross-platform version. Yeah. Where, okay. So this game, you you have this wooden mannequin. You mm-hmm. have to change. You have to pull the environment around, kind of Escher style. Um, Actually, you move your and then camera. You, can connect two you, don't, platforms. you don't move the environment. You move the camera. Which oh, yeah, that's right. You, you mm-hmm. move your camera around. It's all perspective yeah, I'm thinking based. of um, I'm thinking of a mobile game that was... Sort of similar to that. I know, I know which one you're talking about. I just don't know the name. <laughs> um, yeah, and I actually loved Echo Chrome, but once again, like I loved the first five or six levels of Echo Chrome, and then I realized I am a moron <laughs> and stopped playing <laughs> Echo Chrome. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, big month. Um, maybe it's some backdoor make good that's happening for the control controversy by giving us four games. Yo, uh, by, is this, sorry to interrupt. This year is fucking fire right now. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, mm-hmm. I'm, we're gonna, man, we're gonna get hit hard with a city skylines farming simulator. Uh, I can not wait. <laughs> Dude, that's oh, gonna, man, it's, gonna be our it's best really episode. just gonna hit us like a ton it'll of bricks be, and I am here for it. Episode. Could you imagine being contractually obligated, written and signed in blood, that you have to play fucking City Skylines? Oh my gosh. Oh, thank God the Oath Pack took place after that. Let's uh, move on to our plus ones from the month. Uh, this is the part of the show where we're going to talk about something else from the month that we uh, enjoyed. Uh, I'll start. I'll kick us off. For me, it was rediscovering one of my favorite games from last year, uh, Animal Crossing, New Horizons. Uh, I got back to the jam, which was my was my island. Uh, killed some cockroaches that were running around because I hadn't been there for roughly six months. Uh, but my villagers were all very happy to see me. I got really deep into the terraforming. It's an incredibly soothing experience. Like I was just spending most of my time just building ridiculous mountains and putting shops on top of them, moving everything around and just trying to make a very aesthetically pleasing island for me because that's what the game becomes uh, eventually for you. So I don't know. I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, I'll probably be dipping in every now and then. Uh, I don't think I'm going to get back to my 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 everyday habits that i had when the game was first out but uh, it's something nice to uh to lean on when you're when you're you don't want something like a control you want something soothing and gentle i will take animal crossing or this podcast you can listen to our beautiful (laughs) soothing voices yeah (laughs) (laughs) who wants to go next you kirk oh yeah ah no hendu you go you... Oh, well, thank you. 
I, I will if you insist. Um, I actually had two things. Um, one, this guy, was, he gets uh, it. He knows the podcast. It's a, it's a classic <laughs> book. It's, it's uh, really homework everybody should have. Everybody should, should enjoy this fiction at some point in their lives. I listened to it on audiobook, a, a dramatized version. But if you have time in your life to read a book, I'd recommend. I, I'm a father of two kids, so I don't. I listen to books. Um, this book inspired Star Trek. It inspired Star Wars. Written in the 1960s is Dune. And it is very, very good as a book. Forget about the 90s movie if you were made to watch through that, you know, in, in middle school and high school. Um, go go pick up a book and, and read Dune. It is it is amazing. Um, so, so much. So much to say about that. Um, anyway, my other other thing. I love Dune. A delightful Valentine's Day gift that I think um, more men should be aware of that this thing exists. Um, We're not sponsored by these people, by the way, so I'll limit how much I talk and how much I gush. Um, It is a company called Ballsy, B-A-L-L-S-Y, and they are the makers of ball wash and other grooming parts, grooming products for men's parts. (laughs) And I got to say, man, it, it, it feels real good. You, you feel real good through the day, um, especially with the <laughs> the like liquid powder that they have. Because you know, if you're if you're working out or moving around a lot, it can get a little bit you know unpleasant sometimes, a little bit a little bit damp um, or or chafed. But their products help smooth things out. This is so. this is the kind of raw. <laughs> unbelievable take you're bringing to your first episode of this podcast is hi my name is chris hendrickson let me tell you about my balls hey i've i've got to go balls deep here and Um, and chris he brought two dorman he brought two yeah yeah really just really just making himself at home just balls to the walls here making himself at home and pulling his balls out (laughs) that is actually very cool though I, i i like that you know Hey man, it's been tough being a being a man all these years. I'm glad we're finally getting products for us. Hey, <laughs> mentholated gold bond. It's good for what ails you. Oh my gosh. So yeah, I mean yeah, I, I like that idea. I think that's that's pretty cool. Ballsy, everybody. Uh, maybe they maybe they can be a future sponsor. Um, but since we talked about them and they're not currently sponsoring us, I do have to say fuck them. uh that is that is part of the contract so all right kirk you've stalled long enough let's hear your your yeah kirk oh i don't have anything special i i did i'm i'm taking us to the land uh via thanks to my wife uh she said we we alternate who's going to uh pick a show to watch at any given time and my wife Catherine. uh we she decided we're we're going to Amazon Prime Land. I was like, okay, Prime Video. Let's let's see what let's see what you got. And she pulled out a show called Upload, and oh. it is very fantastic. If anybody watched Altered Carbon or has thought of or read anything or watched anything else that has to do with extending human life via like technology and computers. Um, this is a show. This show's right up your alley, and but it's a comedy dramedy, I guess it is. And I was I, coming into it, I was like, "Oh, it's going to be goofy jokes about being dead and in a computer. It's going to be, you know, whatever." It's fantastic, and every question that I thought of in my head or paused the show to tell my explain to my wife my question and try and answer it myself, the show answered it, which was fucking awesome. It's very smart, pretty funny, and uh, worth your time to check out. Uh, only season one is up there, and I think it just came out in 2021, so uh, get on that. Um, this still only counts as one because I believe my plus is Amazon Prime Video, and so I have another show <laughs> on Amazon Prime. Oh, since this my, man! <laughs> since it was my turn, uh, after we watched the upload, I was like, fuck it, Amazon Prime, let's go. I watched Utopia, which... Uh, surprise surprise is a show about you may not want to watch it it's about a world it's about a pandemic and it is horrifying it is a so the pandemic hasn't hit yet but it's like literally this (laughs) 
literally uh somebody starts to spread a pandemic and then there's stuff with the vaccine and it's it's fantastic uh it's this group of super fans of to a of a comic book called dystopia and utopia and they see hidden messages in the comic book that they believe led to world pandemics and stuff like that and they're trying to stop the next world pandemic uh by by reading this comic book and finding the only issue of this comic book and figure it out and it's really cool and they actually find out that everything this is not a spoiler because it happens pretty quickly uh, they find out everything in the comic book that they believe is actually real so the conspiracy theorists are actually right and it gets wild and crazy and it takes turns that you do not expect and i love it when shows do that kind of shit and it has john cusack in it and he does a great fucking job i could listen to i could watch that guy act all the time <laughs> so uh yeah upload and utopia to you shows on amazon prime video hmm. yeah i didn't know that had john cusack in it i might have to might have to check that out one of one kind of sounds like uh season one of heroes <laughs> you know what yeah. So, yeah yeah actually yeah go with season one of heroes if you rated it r and just and had no special children <laughs> sure okay um all right so we had a couple from uh the listeners bucky t recommends the smartless podcast what the fuck we are yes yo, yo. listen to another podcast after hey. you listen to this one and then delete this one no don't but <laughs> <laughs> so I started listening to, to the Smartless podcast based on his recommendation because it has uh, Will Arnett, uh, Sean Hayes, and why do I always fucking forget his name? Jason <laughs> Bateman. Jason Bateman. Uh, two of my favorite people, and it's fucking amazing. I, I, I smashed through half of the catalog already, oh, wow. and I've only known about this show existed for a week, and it's fan-fucking-tastic. Yeah. Highly recommend. Uh, and Panda King came with a nonplus this month, uh, and he is rather upset with uh, the decision to cancel further development of Anthem. Oof! Uh, what a sad, what a sad trombone. It's been, so, it's been so long. You had to see it. Yeah, you got to see that one coming. Unfortunately, and it's funny. Did you check this? Check the news, and they were talking about that basically <laughs> Anthem has made has led them to decide to cut all multiplayer aspects of the next dragon age it was going to be a games as service and they got rid of it they're like fuck it focus on single player rpg that's yeah, it no shit it's dragon age like i of know course. i know god. what you don't want seasons in dragon age <laughs> I, I oh god keep it out of my i mean i kind of like the competitive competitive cooperative multiplayer of mass effect but mm-hmm I don't know. We'll see. I, if they try to make Mass Effect a game of service, that that would really hurt me a lot. I think. I but. think uh, if they can focus up and see and notice the things that have been working and the things that haven't been working, like Jedi Fallen Order worked for them. Single player action game. Yeah. Like let's focus on the single player. Let's focus on making good experiences. And you have two great IPs that a lot of people love and are rooting for. Um, you know, they could they could turn this around. I hope. Yeah, just, you know, don't try and make everything a games as a service. Don't be Ubisoft. Um, be Ubisoft. Super <laughs> piping hot takes. Uh, all right. Well, that, I think, is going to have to do it for our February 2021 edition of the PS Nonplus Podcast. Thank you to everybody who participated and gave us the feedback. As always, you guys do make us better, and you make this a lot more fun. We have a lot of fun doing this, and we may, we have a lot more fun when... Uh, you guys help out. You can find me on the PlayStation at Dingo Sphinx. I'm Master Cylinder. And I'm Hindu. That's not what it says in the notes. <laughs> I don't know what you're calling me. <laughs> yeah, you can find him at Hindu or um, on, I guess it might be Steam that he's XX Notice Me Senpai 69420XX. Uh, <laughs> that is my Steam handle, yes. But yes, join the Nonplus Discord. Uh, Kirk will put the link in the show notes. Uh, this month we're going to be, I believe, streaming. I guess that first night will be uh, Maquette mm-hmm. on Thursday at 9. But after that, I think we're going to be trying to do a lot of Remnant from the Ashes just because there's some good cooperative elements there. It'll give us it's, something to do together. My plan right now, and we can talk about, is Maquette first, two weeks of Remnant. 
like a week of development and then a week of us hopefully being pretty super dope and then i think i'm bringing back plus from the past and I'll, oh that's I'll, right yeah i'll cook something up for i had a lot of fun doing that with binding of isaac yeah. the other night and I, i'd like to keep doing that so definitely check out the stream um i'm getting better and we're having a lot of fun um yeah that's that... at master sill yeah, uh, Master Sill on Twitch. Yep, on Twitch. Uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun, um, and I really did enjoy your guys' control uh, stream, even though even though it was basically a promo for Alan Wake, a game that I never played, um, <laughs> and never will, and never will. Uh, hey, before we go, let me let me let me hit you with this, guys. What do you think of this? What do you think of this? The three plus Kateers. Nope. <gasps> yeah, Hendu's yeah. got the reaction oh. I'm looking for. Oh, I like it. Remember that, everybody. Hashtag three plus Kateers. Thank no. you so much for listening. And we're not doing this. Stay plus. Hashtag Bye. three plus Kateers. Stay plus, guys.